Welcome to the Work Camper Show, a podcast devoted to helping you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. I'm Steve Anderson, the president of Work Camper News. Each one of our episodes will either introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to opportunities to work short-term jobs. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber. Thank you, Steve. Today I'm interviewing a gentleman who finances his travel dreams by automating websites from his RV wherever he wants to go. All he needs is a good internet connection, and he explains how he gets that done. Today's episode is sponsored by WorkCamper News. With its diamond and platinum membership tools, WorkCamper News is much more than just a job listing website. When you put the tools of this professional service into action, you'll find out just how easy it can be to turn your work camping dreams into reality. The one-year memberships open the door to a one-stop shop for all things work camping. Being the original resource for work camping, you'll find the largest number of job listings, be able to connect to a community of work campers, view resources compiled by experts who've been enjoying the RV lifestyle for many years. If you're serious about leading a successful and enjoyable work camping lifestyle, then a diamond or platinum membership is for you. You can even get started with a free 30-day trial by visiting www.workcamper.com forward slash trial. Embark on new adventures today with the support of Work Camper News behind you. Michael Short is originally from Southern California. He's been RVing by himself since November 2020. He started because he realized that with everyone working from home due to COVID, his home could literally be wherever he wanted to visit. He founded a company called Pipeline Sales Optimization to help businesses and entrepreneurs automate their sales process. It involves utilizing customer relationship management tools to help close more deals and track their interactions with customers and prospects. The process tags customers for pretty much every interaction they have with the company, including opening an email, downloading a white paper, reading a text, or having any type of contact with the company. That interaction creates a series of triggers or prompts to engage in other interactions. For example, if someone downloads a research paper on a specific topic, the system records the date that happens, then automatically schedules a follow-up email or phone call on a later date. That helps to ensure customers don't fall through the cracks. What makes Pipeline.so different from other tech providers is that Michael and his team actually set up the automation for customers to ensure that it flows smoothly with their established procedures. Technology can be really confusing for many people, so by setting up the technology to work as it was designed, Michael is providing a valuable service for clients while eliminating a major stress point in their lives. He does all this from inside his 40-foot motorhome that has four slide-outs to create several different zones so he has some separation from work. To tell us more about his business and what he does when he's not automating websites, please welcome Michael Short to the show. Thanks for joining me today, Michael. I really appreciate the time. Tell me a little bit about yourself, like where you're from. Yeah, great. Hey, thanks for having me, Greg. So I am actually originally from Southern California. That's where I spent the majority of my life, over near in Long Beach, um, near Huntington Beach, Seal Beach, that kind of area. Oh, one of my favorite places to visit. <laughs> yes, but you don't want to stay too long. Everyone's moving out. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, <laughs> and so where are you right now? So I'm currently in Texas, Lake Texoma. It's on the border of Oklahoma and Texas. Okay. How long I'll have be you been here for a few weeks? Are What's you that? just, are you RVing by yourself? 
I am. Okay. I'm RVing by myself. And how long have you been doing this? Been doing it since November of 2020. 20, what are we in? 22, 2020. So 2020. Okay. Yeah. So you started in the middle of all the COVID nonsense. I did. That was part of the reason why I got my start. Um, I've always worked for myself and worked from home and, and said that I can travel and do any work from anywhere. And then once COVID hit, I just put it to the test, bought myself a large RV and got on the road. And here I am today. That's great. Yeah. California pretty much shut down, especially that region that you were talking about. So I could see where getting in an RV and moving out to a place where you can walk around would be good. Yeah, absolutely. And it's always been a dream of mine. Even as a kid in my early 20s, I remember wanting to buy a van and just go from one city to another and find a job and save up and move on to the next one. And so I always had in the back of my head, that was something, a pipe dream that I had that I wanted to live out and never really thought that I would. But then with, with COVID, it just made sense. And I knew, you know, seeing, hearing about people dying left and right. And my grandmother passed away around that time as well. Not from COVID, but just passed away and I just realized how short life can be and you're not promised tomorrow. And so I decided why not live out that dream since I, since I can. That's a good point. I'm significantly older than you are. And when I was your age, people told me you better, better shape up boy, or you're going to wind up living on a van by the river someday. And who knew that, <laughs> you know, many years later, that's the ideal lifestyle that people are pursuing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very good. So true. So you don't do any specific work camping, right? You own your own business? Yeah, so I own my own, a couple of different businesses, projects, if you want to call it that. I don't know if you would call them. Like one business for certain I have that's okay. been, been doing for over 22 years. And then I'm launching a new uh, program for, it was called Pipeline.so. It's a sales automation tool. And so my team and I have been working tireless, tirelessly on that mm-hmm. for few years and it's uh, finally ready or been it's pretty much in beta launch i have clients on it now and it's working through any challenges as we see them what does it involve so yeah i have a team of developers designers um marketers copywriters all of the above and so we are just doing what we can to get it in front of the right people that can utilize sales automation in their in their business or in their life in their work environment and so uh, we've created a platform that allows them to do it in an easy way. And one of the things that we really pride ourselves on is our our customer service and support. Um, I know there's a lot of automation tools or uh, CM, they call it um, CRMs, customer relationship management tools that, you know, you have to kind of figure things out yourself. And oftentimes I found that people end up getting these tools and not really utilizing them to their fullest extent or not utilizing them to how they thought they would just because it, it takes, it's like almost a full-time job just trying to get set up and, and use them, uh, you know, properly. And so what I'm trying to do with our tool is, is take that out of the equation and put the, put people in pl- a place where they can be up to speed and using it and actually getting value from it and closing more deals from their, from their interactions with the platform. Why don't you tell people a little bit about what sales automation is? Because not everybody's familiar with that. Sure, yeah. So sales automation is the idea of using technology or leveraging technology to help you nurture your relationships and create relationships with prospects and customers. And so what that means is if someone, like let's say, I'm sure everyone's familiar with the website. And so on websites, they have forms that you would fill out to get more information about the company. Oftentimes, like a strategy used for that is the offer something with that we call a lead magnet in the industry. And that's just something that you lead with that magnetizes people to want to 
to fill out that form to get access to it. And so it could be like a checklist or a white paper or something that is of value that all it costs them is their, their name and information to get access to it. And so once they fill out that information, it, that information, their, their name and contact information has to go somewhere. And so we automate it by going into our CRM platform, which is customer relationship management. And when it hits there, we can, what we call tag them. It has like a little tag of words and you create as many tags as you want. And basically it's letting the system or yourself know when you look at it in the future, what are the things that they, what actions did they take? What lead magnets did they download or interact with? What pages did they interact with on your website? Things like that. So you can see a, a high level view of the interactions that your customer has had with you and with your company. And then you can take actions from there. We also, with the automation side is based on those tags, you can perform certain actions. Like an e you can send out an email, you can send out an SMS message, which is text. Uh, you, there's, um, you can have it schedule a task for you to follow up with them. Uh, you can, it, it can do a send a voice drop, which is basically skip their phone and go straight to their voicemail and where you have an automated um, recording that could leave them a voice message and letting them know that you're reaching out and so forth. And that works really well. So there's just a number of things that you can trigger from these actually like from these, um, whether it's a tag or however you, you want to set it up, basically you can trigger these actions to take place. And that's what sales automation is. So you don't have to be responsible for remembering to call them on a certain date or emailing them at a certain time. Or if you hadn't heard from them for a period of time, you can create an automation that will reach out to them. I haven't heard from you in five days. I just want to make sure everything's okay. That sort of thing can all be done, set up once and done behind the scenes. So you don't even have to do it yourself. And it's just a great way to make sure you're staying consistent and, and and relevant to your clients so because one of the challenges in sales is is um, follow-up like it, they say the the rich you know that follow-up is the key for there's sayings for and i can't think of it right now but you know follow-up is mm -hmm. the key to sales and success because you know the people are not going to usually close on the first call or first contact point and so by staying in touch with them and staying in front of them eventually you know if, if they were interested in the first place then you know by downloading your thing that you had that shows interest and ultimately they're most likely going to be a qualified lead that you can eventually close. I can see where this would be tremendously valuable to business owners of every size, shape, color, and design. Uh, yes, is, this, absolutely. Is, is this something you set up for businesses or do you just give them the software and require them to set up the automation? Yeah, great question. So actually both. Uh, majority of our competitors don't set it up for them. And that's where I like to think that we're different because in my, so prior to having Pipeline Less, so my background is I've been in business and doing digital marketing. And so even as a marketer and having access to technology and understanding technology and being able to set things up myself, even I have been in, at the point many times where I just thought, I just wish I know what automation is. I know that I need it, but I just don't have the time to do it myself and figure it out to the point where I'm utilizing it to its fullest extent. And, and so that's what I want to, that's what we're offering to our, our clients, our customers is we're setting these up for them, no matter what industry they're in, we have automations in place um, that, that will actually help them, you know, generate more sales and, and have better relationships with their customers. And how long have they you been have doing this? Themselves. So pipeline I've been doing, we've been working on it for just over a year and yeah, it's been quite a ride. It's been it's the, the platform is amazing, and we have so many features in it that 
yeah, but the focus is solely on just making sure that it it's not all about the features, but what the features can do for you and helping you close the deal. Mm-hmm. And how'd you get into this business or this career field? You know, I, I always have like little, I have ideas and this is just one that I, I knew that it was an itch that I needed to fulfill for myself. So when I got into it, I decided to just hit the ground running and, and just make it happen. Like just dive deep into it. And, and I'm glad that I did. It's actually been a great tool for ourselves and, you know, the clients that we do have on it already are just thrilled with it. And they, we, we moved them over from the existing platforms that they may be using or have used like active campaign, MailChimp, uh, convert kit. There's Zoho. There's a, there's several of these CRM platforms that people have used that don't are not taking full advantage of them as they probably should and could. And so um, that's where we come in we help them transfer off of that in our platform and make sure that it's working the way it needs to work for you. That's wonderful. And you do all of this full-time from your RV. I do. I have a team that works with me, so it makes it easier. But yeah, I do manage the team full-time from my RV. What kind of RV did you decide to buy? So I have a 40-foot Brickshire XL, which is is a motorhome. And then I pull a Jeep Gladiator behind it. Okay. Why'd you decide on a motorhome? Um, I like the idea that it feels like a little studio apartment. Uh, originally, I was thinking of a trailer or something small that would just be me. But I, I, I lent, like when I walked into motorhomes, I obviously I compared all the different options that I had. I wanted to make sure I made the right one. I went from pop up tents, you know, pop up um, trailers all the way through to motorhomes. And I just finally, you know, made the decision that if I'm going to do it, I, I want to do it in a way that I'm going to succeed. And I felt like if I can find myself too small of a space that I probably would start to feel claustrophobic. And now that I'm in this space, it feels perfect. It's, it really does feel like a rolling studio apartment. I have my own bedroom space. It actually has bunk beds. So if I have people come, they can visit and stay in the bunks. Um, it, and I have like an L-shaped couch and a dinette. So it's just perfect. It really feels like they're all separate little spaces that I don't feel like claustrophobic or in a too, too confined. It has four slides, so it's nice and big and open. That zone type of living is really important for people who are running businesses in an RV because you do provide that separation between a living area and a work area. Yes, yes. I have, my work area is quite set up. I have a project, what is it called? A um, teleprompter set up and, wow. and I close the door behind me. And so it's just a nice flat, like dark color behind me. And, you know, I have distractions of a background, although I don't use it as often as I thought I would. I end up just getting on my laptop and let people see that I'm working in an RV because at the end of the day, I think this lifestyle is something that a lot of people want to want to have for themselves or dream about. And so I just, you know, let, let them know that it's possible whenever I have interactions with others. I don't hide it anymore. Like I used to think that I would want to hide it and just make act as if I'm still at a house, but it, it doesn't make sense to do that. Oh, not at all. Not with everybody working from home anyway. And your home is in an RV and people, like you said, many of them have been dreaming about doing this thing forever. And that te- technology is available today to allow them to do that. So when you see it, other people are encouraged to jump in and do it themselves. I mean, what's the difference between you working in uh, your RV or working in a cubicle somewhere, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Super. It, it's, it's, it's been a great experience. I love the fact that like when I'm done working too, wherever I'm located, I can just get in the truck and go explore and see new places. And 
it's, it's a, it really is a dream come true. It's, it's better than like when I lived at a home and, and for many years, I, you know, I've already explored everything around me for the most part. And it's just, I don't know, you just kind of, it's not as exciting as being able to see all new places, especially coming from the West Coast. I, I'm really enjoying the East Coast during the winter or the, sorry, the summer times. And it's nice because like it has a lot of history there that I wouldn't, didn't necessarily get when I was on the West Coast. So I really love, you know, just seeing Civil War related history, colonial history, things like that, that you hear about. But now I get to finally experience, mm-hmm. you know, where those places are that I've read in the books and stuff. So it's been it's been exciting. And it's not like I'm on vacation either. It's not where when you go on vacation, you only set aside a week or a weekend or whatever. And then you have to get back to the hustle. And now I just I get to live live in it and be a part of it and enjoy it for the the moments that I have and then move on to the next place and enjoy the next place. It's really, really exciting. That's excellent. Uh, and you're absolutely right. That's a wonderful feature of running a business from your RV. How many hours a week would you say that you work in business actually uh, doing the job? Too many. Too many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I'm a bit of a workaholic. I, I tend to I enjoy what I do, though. It's it's, it's it's a passion of mine to to build things, to build this business and to help others succeed. And so I, I don't find it to be, quote unquote, work. And so I, I do spend a lot more time than probably most working. Um, but I do I do try to force myself to get out and go see places because that is really what this journey and adventure is all about. And so I, I take the time on the weekends. I, I have a I don't know if you're, you've heard of a one wheel before. A one wheel? But, yeah, one wheel. It's like an electric scooter, but okay. in a skateboard combined with it has a single wheel in the middle and you just lean one direction and it just goes. Oh, no. It's really, it's, no, no, no. It's people hard. my age don't do that. <laughs> ah, believe it or not, there's a lot of people your age. I'm assuming I don't mean, I don't know your age, but there's I've seen 70 year olds do it. So. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, it's, I'd be it's flat on my keister for sure, or my face, <laughs> oh, one or the other. <laughs> yeah, you can you can guarantee that's going to happen a couple times. It's done for me for sure. But it's it, it's a very freeing. It takes you back. Like I'm all about life, like freedom, and I think that's what I enjoy most about being in the RV. Is like makes you feel like you know when when you're a kid or you're growing like you're going through young adulthood and you had the world is your oyster. You have all these options and different career paths you might be able to take or schools you can go to or whatever, wherever you are in your life at that time, like the world is open and it's exciting times. And then you start to get to an age where you've picked whatever you picked and you're, and that's what you get. You're stuck and you're pretty much stuck in it. Now I do realize that statistics show that people change their careers multiple times throughout their lifetime, but in, in all reality, though, it's not the same feeling that you get as a kid when you, you have all the options open. And that's what I feel like I get when I'm in the RV. It's like, where do I want to go next? What's my itinerary going to be? Even though I plan it out in advance, it's, it's exciting. Like I spent even yesterday, in fact, doing my itinerary all the way through December and planning where I'm going to be and where I want to you know, schedule and so forth and all that good stuff. And it was just it's a great moment to just know that, like, I have the whole area, like you know, entire United States, you know, to to decide to where I want to go and what I want to do. And it's just, it feels like a kid again. And that's what the one wheel does for me as well. It's like, makes me feel like I'm a kid on a skateboard, just free, having freedom to just do whatever I want without over exerting myself, like pushing mm-hmm. a skateboard or hitting a rock and flying fat, flat on my face. So I, I enjoy it. It's been, and it actually comes in handy too from a, um, from like a tool type of perspective. Like when, since I travel alone, when I pull in somewhere, I like to unhook the truck and then go find my spot and then park the truck at the spot. Then I take my one wheel and go back and get the RV so instead of having to walk a distance. It really works out well. 
Oh, that's for a campground where you are not assigned a spot, right? Where you just pull in and find one that you like? Yes, that's correct. I get a lot of those. I actually am a part of, um, I don't know if you say these things on your show, but I'm part of Thousand Trails. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I I spent, so most of them I don't get assigned parks unless I do their encore parks. But Mm -hmm. yeah. And how often do you typically stay in an area before you move on? I prefer to stay somewhere three weeks at a time. That's the most that they let you, or at least with my plan. And so that's what I try to do. And if I'm staying at Encore, I can only stay up to two weeks. And I try to maximize that unless I'm in a rush to get somewhere for like a family gathering or some sure. or a work event or something. But otherwise, I like to take my time. I don't want to rush. In fact, I had a uh, business associate of mine that also does this. He's actually been doing it for six years. And you know, we got to talking and I, we, we decided what we should probably caravan. I said, that'd be great. Let's do a semi-year itinerary. Cause this began, this was before yesterday when I set my own. Um, and I looked at it and he was like, he literally travels like every two or three days. And I just it's, can't do that. It's hard. It is hard. So I like to take my time. That's right. I did the two, every two to three days when I was full-time RVing for three years and it's exhausting at the end of the week. It really is. Yeah. And travel days are just no fun. And yeah, it's, you're doing it the better way. In my opinion, I was going to say, it just gives you time to explore the area too. If you just rush through it, then you're missing out on a lot in my opinion. So right. I do. What are some of the favorite places you visited so far? I can absolutely say like Philadelphia has been a good, a big favorite and Williamsburg has been a big favorite of mine. And I also was um, quite impressed with New York, believe it or not. I never thought that I would be. I just thought it was going to be a dirty city, but I really liked all those places. Um, I liked the historical factors of Philadelphia. I felt like it was Williamsburg on steroids. Mm-hmm. And I really liked Williamsburg because it's just a nice, quaint, historical area. That Like the whole Williamsburg, it has the, it's a um, tri-historical county. I forget what they call it. There's some, but where there's three, there's... Um, Jamestown is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jamestown, Williamsburg, and Yorktown, right? So right. there's those three. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that was, I enjoy that area. So you're kind of into the revolutionary war kind of era. That kind of thing really seems to spark your interest that and or the, the founding war. and the civil yeah, war. Both. Okay. And the civil war. Yeah. I really enjoyed like going to um, Shiloh was a really cool experience. Just driving through there and just kind of imagining what it must've been like to be in around at that time. Mm-hmm. It's just all of that. I, I, I'm not really big on like remembering statistics and remembering dates, exact dates and names and stuff. I'm just, I, I like to just put myself in those places and just imagine what it would be like right. if I had lived in that, that era and was forced to, to go through that experience. Mm-hmm. That's a very good, good thing to do. Now you weren't silly enough to drive a motorhome in, in New York city, were you? No, not at all. We, okay. I parked way outside of New York city and drove hours to get into it. <laughs> in fact, this year though, I'm, I'm looking this. I haven't looked into it quite yet, but I'd like to get closer to the city. So thousand trails option was, is a bit far It's like two hours away. Uh, which is fine. I spend a lot of time driving two, three hours away to get to see destinations when I'm that close because the chances of me getting that close again, I don't know. It's when that's going to happen. So I'm not afraid of driving the truck around. I put a lot of smiles on my truck. Um, But this year, I'm going to try to get closer to New York. I think I'd like to spend more time down in in the actual city or in that area just exploring more. So it, it would be hard to do if I'm trying to drive two, three hours to get there and go back home every day that i go oh sure what are some of the places that are still on your bucket list and why Uh, so as i would like to get up to newfoundland that's where my family was originally from my great-grandfather so 
I'd like to get up there. I don't imagine I'm going to do that anytime soon. I was looking at possibly doing that this year. And then I saw that I'm on my calendar. I had a work event that would prevent me from having the time to go that far before winter and all that stuff. Uh, on the East Coast, there's a lot of the northern states, at least with thousand trails. I can't speak to everything, but I know that there's a lot of parks that shut down during the season, off season, because of the, the weather. And so I, I have to like make my trip planned around that and making sure that I'm far enough south before those, you know, as we, as they're closing down, I'm not um, stuck behind and having to travel 10, 15 hours just to get to the next destination because everything's shut down in between. Right. So what did you do to prepare for a career like this? What other jobs did you have that lent you to this, to move you in this direction? Yeah, you know, I, I was an artist and when I went to, I went to LA County High School for the Arts and was doing drawing and illustrations and I always knew that I wanted to use art as in something in some capacity and um, as I was a young man my father owned his own business and he I worked for him for a little while and then one of the things I did for him was create his brochures and that was kind of my start and then I hustled and just knocked on doors and went to his even suppliers and vendors and asked that they needed help with uh, this is before the internet was really taken off and then as the internet started coming in then I had to sell people why they needed a website because back then I, I would always hear people tell me, oh, I don't need a website. I don't need to keep up with the Joneses just because. And, and you know, now today, of course, it's a lot different. People know that's <laughs> like the center of their marketing. Um, but yeah, so there was that. And then that evolved into a full-fledged marketing agency. And from there, because I'm able to sell and market things, I, you know, as ideas come to me and I see areas that can use improvement, I've established a team that would help me build out the tools and things needed to do that. Like I have another division of my company where we make WordPress plugins. And so I have probably over 30 something plugins developed that uh, companies use globally to help them with their websites and add features to their WordPress website that they wouldn't normally have without what we developed and what we created. So it's those sort of things that I always try to find ways to scratch my own itch. And then if it's something that I think that is marketable, then I, I, I create, you know, a website and all the things that are necessary to make that possible. Sure. So because I have an agency that just makes it easier for me to implement those things, those ideas. What are some of the plugins that you've developed? So <clears throat> one of the biggest plugin um, the plugins that I have is called WASPRO is the name of the the, the, the set of plugins, I guess, the suite of plugins. So WAS stands for Websites as a Service. Uh, people are familiar with it, but don't realize that they are um, sites like Wix and Squarespace and Shopify. Those are all websites as a service. It's the concept of being able to go to the site and sign up for your yourself and have a website up and running within minutes. And so I was able to discover how to do that utilizing WordPress and creating my own platform. And in doing that, I realized there was limitations on being more like Shopify and more like some of these other bigger brands. And so I wanted to add tools or functionality that would allow us to have that similar experience or provide that similar experience for our customers. And in doing that, we about 20 plugins later, yeah. you know, we have full company that's, that sells that to people that are trying to develop similar networks for themselves and their customers. That's very cool. And you're doing all of this from your RV. That's very impressive. All of my RV. Yeah, I'm getting ready to launch another plugin brand called Rebrand Press, and that idea is that there's several plugins that, um, like with. I'm not sure if you're familiar with WordPress. I am. But, my site's built on it. 
Perfect. So as you know, there's lots of different plugins that, that that help build and create your website. And they all have different names. Like there's a different name for the form builder. There's a different name for a page builder. There's different, like all of all the different features have a different name. And so in my opinion, as from an agency standpoint, it makes more sense to have a, a unified branded experience um, that our other agencies should provide to their customers. For example, like instead of having um, ABC form builder and XYZ page builder and whatever, it's all your brand throughout the entire experience. Uh, or it could be your customer's brand. It doesn't matter whose brand it is, but it's instead of looking like a hodgepodge of tools and looks like a more unified, cohesive product that you're, you're presenting. And, and um, you know, like, what is it? The uh, first impressions, you know, go a long way. And so by, by making it look uniform, uniformed and yeah, I just think it gives a better, much better experience. So we have like, I think we're 15 of those rebrand plugins um, that we're launching. So it's pretty exciting, very exciting. That's very cool. But all of this requires an internet connection to do that. So how do you maintain a stable and fast enough internet connection when you're traveling? I, I don't. I actually have tin foil and I hold it up in the air and I try to stand in the, I'm just kidding. Um, I have redundancy. So I have three different systems that I use. And my phone is T-Mobile. And so I have a plan that has unlimited um, service or bandwidth. And so I use that in, in cases that I really need to, but I don't use it that often for my internet connection. I have AT&T on a Wi-Fi router. Uh, yeah, on a Wi-Fi router. And then I also have Verizon in one of those little, I don't know what jet packs. call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jet packs. Yep. Okay. And so I have all three. So you don't rely on campground internet at all? Unless those three fail me. No, I try not to. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> and yeah. It, yeah. And worst case scenario, I, I've had it where I was in Illinois and none of the, all three of those did not work, actually, believe it or not. And um, I had to go to a McDonald's and work there for a few days. And I actually went during a storm. It was crazy. And it was scary because it was a tornado warning oh. and, and every and the McDonald's had to shut all the lights off. And they, the people were saying that the workers said, we're all going to get inside the freezer. You're welcome to join us. But it's, it's, it's um, you know, it's, you, I don't know what they're just saying that it's, you know, it's a scary, like you need to do it. And the, they were like, I thought they were from the area. So that, that would probably be a normal thing, but they were all, there was a few of them that were crying and scared. And oh I was my. like, what the heck? they were just afraid that the tornado was going to hit and they had family at their apartments or wherever they lived. And yeah, it was, it was quite an experience. That's incredible. Of course I was worried about like the RV and my setup and making sure like it didn't like get tipped over or taken away. And so I rushed back as soon as that the warning was over and I can get in my truck and go. And, and then there was a tree that was like, I had caught this all on video. So I was trying to do a little YouTube or actually not YouTube, but Instagram channel. And, um, so there was a tree in the way and I had to drive over it like a little a legitimate big tree. And I drove over in the truck and it was quite an adventure. Oh my goodness. That's the memories that are made from doing all of this stuff. <laughs> really is. Yeah. Uh, have you uh, faced any challenges on the road? Uh, I would say probably weather has been a bigger challenge than I, than I thought it would like just for example, here in Texas, we just had a thunderstorm last night and it actually reported that it was supposed to be hail and also a tornado warning. And so when you're in an RV, the experience is much different than being inside a home. Yeah. And yeah, as a, you know, I'm 45 years old and it, it had me worried for a few minutes there for about 30 minutes, I'd say. I just, 
you know, it tells you to like stay away from windows and they're going to be golf ball size hail most likely if it comes and they'll bust the windows. And oh yeah, it was those sort of things like get you, you know, makes you realize, wow, it's, um, it, this is, I, I, it makes me also think like, what was it like to be Native American or, you know, be a cowboy back in the day when they didn't have even the RV to protect them, like, and they're just out and about and camping the, or whatever. And the yeah. advanced warning. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But just hang tight for a couple of days. I heard there's ice moving toward your area. So you'll, oh, I can't wait. Of, <laughs> exactly. Uh, have you, do you have any perks that you get to enjoy as a full-time RVer? I would say a big perk is meeting new people. I enjoy that. I'm, I'm a bit of an introvert. That's why I probably can work for hours on end, but at the same time, I, I like meeting new people and, um, it's always great to hear their adventures and experiences. And, um, I, I wish I did that more often, to be honest. I, I thought like this past summer, I expected it to happen more than it actually did, but yeah, that, I just, I think relationships is a big part of it. Being able to visit people that, you know, in different, um, you know, different States that you wouldn't normally have visited or whatnot, especially like for me, from a business standpoint, I, I have clients all over the world. And so having them like in different States and getting to meet up with them and talk, you know, see them face to face, it's just a, it's always a, a treat to do that. Mm-hmm. How old are you, Michael? Uh, 45. 45. Okay. So you are uh, hitting the road a little little earlier than the typical retirement, but not, uh, uh, not young enough, but you haven't had some life experience outside of our being. Owned out multiple houses, rented them out, lived in them. Like absolutely majority of my life has been in homes. So yeah. And probably two years ago or before I started this trip, a year before I started, I bought a smaller RV and I thought I was going to take the trip in that RV. And I realized it was just going to be too small, but it was like a Thor, um, forget Thor Vegas is what mm-hmm. it was. And so when I finally decided to hit the road and I got all of my things and I put them in piles and like, these are the things I'm going to give away. These are the things I'm going to sell. I should end up in giving those away too. And then these are the, the definite necessities that I need to take with me. There was just not enough storage in a store to do that. And so that's when I decided I'm, I needed something that has storage and something big like this was perfect. Okay. Was great. Do you have any advice for people who are considering becoming work campers or doing like you do running a business from an RV full-time? I would say follow your passions, follow your dreams, and don't be afraid to take that step. It's it's an amazing adventure, amazing ride. Um, you know, just be prepared that, like I would probably say, don't get a storage unit thinking that you're going to go back to it because I've been, done that and wasted yeah. thousands of dollars on that. Um, just know that it costs more, like, it costs more to get out of a storage unit than, than just buying something, you know, brand, all your stuff brand new again. Mm-hmm. That was experience that I've had. Um, but outside of that, do your research, watch the YouTube channels. There's a lot of good information out there. And obviously there's bad information you have to sort through too, but there's good information and just figure out what's going to work for you. It's different for everybody. So, you know, explore all your options and pick the one you think is going to be best and you can change. You can pivot in the future. If it, if you find out that, you know, a trailer, you, you chose a tra- trailer and it wasn't the right size, it's too big or too small, and you can pivot and get something else. Like, don't feel like you have to make a final decision. Like, everything is um, changeable, so. That's great. Well, you, this has been a fascinating story, Michael. I really appreciate the time. Uh, it's incredible what you can do uh, from an RV when you're working in a business for yourself, and you've just proven that. I mean, uh, congratulations for what you've done so far, and I wish you the best of luck in the future. Thank you. And thank you for having me. I appreciate 
Appreciate being on. I'd like to thank Michael Sharp for taking time from his business to talk to me today about his company and how it helps to finance the travel dreams he's harbored since his early 20s. When he's not working, Michael likes to tour the areas he's visiting on a device called a One Wheel, which is a combination skateboard and electric scooter. Michael is a history buff who is attracted to the sites connected to America's Revolutionary and Civil War. He loves visiting specific sites and battlefields to imagine what life must have been like back in that era and wondering how he would have responded if he had to go through the same experience. At 45 years of age, Michael offered some excellent advice to younger folks just considering launching their careers. He admitted that people can change careers whenever they have the urge to do so. However, when they're older, they might not be able to do all the things they wanted to do. So he encourages people to think about what kind of lifestyle they want to live and then design a business or job around that so they don't have to wait until they're in their 50s or 60s to start enjoying a life of adventure. Michael found inspiration to start his business after working for many years as a graphic designer, helping companies create brochures and other marketing materials. When the internet changed all that, he shifted gears to web design. That service transitioned into an online marketing agency, and he also develops WordPress plugins used by computer users and web developers around the world. To maintain a steady internet connection that is vital for his business's success, Michael has three different systems that he taps into depending upon the area that he's in and the amount of internet resources being utilized by others. He has faced some challenges on the road, like being caught inside a McDonald's during a tornado warning where staff and customers had to crowd into a walk-in cooler for a while. Then he had to literally drive over a tree in his Jeep to get back to his RV. I enjoyed Michael's story and how he is managing to live his dreams now while he's still young enough to do what he still wants to do. I know he will continue to enjoy quite an adventure while helping businesses automate their sales processes. People who are interested in connecting with Michael can find his website at www.pipeline.so for sales optimization. Today's episode is sponsored by The Dreamer's Journey. It's an online course and community produced by WorkCamper News. Life is way too short to keep your dreams on hold, so don't be held back by fear because you were designed for more. Get started in the RV lifestyle the right way with this comprehensive guide. For just $29.95 for one year of access, Dreamers have unlimited viewing of 50 plus videos to learn things like what type of RV to buy, goal setting, how to budget for the adventure, developing a positive mindset, setting up a domicile, and operating a small business on the road, plus everything about work camping and how to find the right job for you. Each video is 30 to 90 minutes long to give in-depth coverage on each topic. There's no wrong time to get started. So for more information, visit www.rvdreamersjourney.com. That's all I have for this week's show. Next week, I'll be interviewing a couple of women who offer life coaching services from their RV. With clients all over the country, they help rescue people who are holding their ambitions hostage by fear. I'll have more details on the next episode of The Work Camper Show. Thank you for listening.